likata kabahaya bandala katabahaso de hatabas shadada gadehas mekaradada basada bahaya mandala lada hatabahatas mandala lala masanda la balada inda lala lala masanda le baso apalada as we gather, may your spirit work within us. As we gather, may we glorify your name. Knowing well that as our begin to worship. We will be blessed because we came in. We will be blessed. We will be blessed because we came. As we got, as we got, may your spirit dwell within us. As we got, may we glorify. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. Your clapping is not strong. Third service. I continue with the series on the committed church member. And I'm trusting God to really be in time today. I'm preaching on the committed church member part number three. Part number three. Choristers and whatever ushers remember our training after service. Amen. Amen. So I'm teaching on the committed church member part three. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12 to 13. Last week we ended with a statement that you should be present, you should be known, and you should be what? Active. So if you're a church member, these three things cardinally identify you as a church member of a local church. So you must be present, not just present, you must be known, not just known, but you must be actively involved in the life of the church. So, 2 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12. The Bible said, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. So in the church, there are people who labor and there are people who watch over others. And here Paul is telling the church in Thessalonica that they should know them 
In other words, recognize them. In other words, respect them. In other words, hold them in great regard. So if you come to church, you must hold the usher in great regard. You must hold the, the, the protocol, the sound guys, the car park attendant, those who are laboring in the church. You must hold your departmental leader in high regard. You must hold your pastor in a very high regard. Paul was speaking to the church in Thessalonica. Amen. You will be in a position one day to explain some of these things to certain people. Because some of these scriptures, we don't go there. We don't go to certain scriptures. So we don't know exactly what we should be as believers. But I'm praying that by the time we walk through this series, you will become a better, a stronger, and a much more effective believer. Can I hear a big amen? So he said, know them. Know them. Recognize them. Give them that honor. Give them that respect. Because out of their busy shadows, they chose willingly to come arrange the church for you, come sweep the place for you, come make sure that you don't come to church and feel uncomfortable or insecure. Some of the people, when you call them, they say, oh, they want, they want to feel secure before they come to church. <laughs> I don't know what else they want to. Maybe we have to go and rent some atmosphere from Columbus, Ohio. You see, but they come, they clean the chairs, mop the place. We don't pay them. And sometimes we disregard them. And we say, oh, I love the pastor, but I don't love his people. No, if you love me, you must love my dogs. So if you are going to marry a woman, you cannot love her beauty and then leave her family. Because you have a very stubborn brother be like that. <laughs> So he said, know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord. There are certain people God set as overseers over you in the church. So in your department, maybe somebody has been calling you, your shepherd. Somebody has been monitoring you. Somebody has been following up on you. Your pastor. I am born again like you. I have the Holy Ghost like you. We are all saved by the same Jesus. But the Lord sets a man in charge of the church. Move to the verse 13. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. So for the work, if I was not a pastor, if I was not your shepherd, and I was just Prince Nyako, okay? And meet me somewhere. You are not obliged to give me a high, to, to, to offer me or to highly esteem me. But for the sake of the work I am doing, the work of the Father, the work of the ministry, that is why you hold pastors in high esteem and you hold them in, an esteem, and in a level of respect that... When a little thing about the pastor comes out, you see the whole world bashing them. Because it's a high calling. The, the, the office is a very high one. So the Paul was, adv was advocating or admonishing the church that put them in high esteem. For, because you, if you love the work of God, you will love the men of God. 
I thought you were clapping. If you love the work of the, if you love the work of God, you will love the servants of God. You will love them that labor in the Lord. And I pray that you will catch this revelation all the days of your life as a believer. Give me a, a, a different version quickly. NLT. He said, Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. I don't know where the church began that when we go on radio station, we are insulting every pastor, insulting general overseers, insulting spiritual leaders. I don't know where this spirit came from. The Bible is saying that honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. These are scriptures in the Bible. But we just know that, remember the Lord that God will give that the power to be That's all. But when we take our time to go through the scriptures, that is where the fruit of the Spirit begins to bear in our lives. And you see, a lot of you have spoken and insulted pastors, including me. You have insulted prophets. You have insulted whoever. You have, you, you, you have really thrown people aside. But the Bible is saying that honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. Your duty is to honor them. The judgment is in the hands of God. I thought you were clapping. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. The work of the ministry is hard. Building a church is hard. Keeping people, you go and try. Eh? Let's try it. JD, just start a church because we sing and people are coming. You just start. Start and let's see whether you can gather 20 people every week. It's not easy to, to gather people and help them shape into the will of God. It's not easy. We easily forget things. So it's not easy doing ministry with the pureness of heart. That is why you see some going for certain things, set dubious means just because Charlie, to labor in the kingdom, it will not just be effortless. You will feel it. You have to come early. As an usher, come early. Chorister, when you're coming for rehearsal, it's not difficult. At your expense, wherever you are, sometimes you have to take dropping to be on time. He said, for the sake of the work they are doing, people, honor them. Because their work they work hard. The work is hard. And they give you spiritual guidance. Continue. Show them great respect and wholeheartedly love. Love them. Wholeheartedly. Love them. Love the ushers. Love your choir. Love the instrumentalists. When they even sing and they don't sing well, clap for them. Appreciate the usher. Sometimes the same pain you had that you didn't come to church last week. The usher is in that pain. And she's still standing there and smiling to you. You are welcome. But you don't know the pain. You need to give them high respect. Hallelujah. The fact that you drive to church. And a car park attendant is not standing by his car. So you disregard him. He's directing you. So if it's important, he should be holding the microphone. He's standing by there. No, there are graduates who go and clean the washroom when you go and use it. 
so that the next person that goes there feels comfortable. He said, show them great. It's not because they are graduate that you should respect them. I'm just bringing it to your level. That if you think that they are useless people cleaning the washroom, they are not. They are officers in their various workplaces. But I'm taking it higher because they are working for God. Because they are doing the work of the ministry. The honor of the Father comes upon them. And we must hold them in great. That's why I don't understand why church members fight with church workers. Disregard them. I've, 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 I've seen scenarios where people got angry and left the church because a car park attendant didn't talk well to them. We don't understand ministry. People got angry because they wanted to sit at a particular place and the usher says, please, we are, we are sitting in order. Can you move to the next seat? They look at the usher as if they are good for nothing. Eye them with a devilish eye. The Bible said, show them great respect and wholeheartedly love them for what they do. Because you, could, you cannot do that. You are too busy. You cannot do that. So if somebody goes out of his way to do this difficult work where our reward is in heaven, I think they deserve some clap right now. And live peace, peacefully with each other. Give me the GNT version of this particular verse quickly. Treat them with the greatest respect. Pastor, we are only to respect Christ. Nobody deserves our honor. Hey, read the Bible. The world, they don't know this. So when they see um, church members honoring their pastors, they say they are worshiping the pastor. They don't know. Honor is the greatest virtue you can accord to God and accord to man. He said, treat them with the greatest respect and love because of the work they do. Are you a committed church member? Are you a committed church member? Then treat the people who work in the house of God with all respect and with all love. I thought you are clapping. Your clap is not good. Yeah. Treat them with all respect and with all love because of the work they do. There are some churches that great, great, great presidents of institutions in the country are at their car park. When you go and you are not careful, and you think that anybody that you, you are coming to church, somebody is holding your umbrella, and all of a sudden you think you are the chief and they are the subject. <laughs> it's a great honor. They have gone out of their way to serve the Lord. And the Bible says, be at peace, at peace amongst yourself, church members. Be at peace. Be a church member who is a peacemaker, not a troublemaker. It's an instruction. It's not a prophetic word. It's an instruction. We have become a generation that loves prophecies and not the instructions in the Bible. That is why we have an imbalance. But the thing must go together. In the instruction is your destiny revealed. I thought you are clapping. 
The more we do the work, the more we practice the word of God, the more our glorious destiny in Christ is unveiled. He said, be at peace amongst yourself. Carries temple church members. Believers as a whole, we must be at peace with each other. I thought you are clapping. That is the mark of a committed church member. I don't think that any husband committed to the wife will try not to be at peace with the wife. You must learn to live in peace as a church member. And don't be causing problems. If you go and borrow money and somebody lends you money, pay at the time you said you pay. It's not Holy Ghost who come and pay for you. And if you cannot pay on time, go and see the person. And see my sister, Charlie, I promise Friday, Charlie, there is no work. Can you give me so, so, and so? Don't see the person come here, then you pass here. You're a troublemaker. You come to take my car for an occasion. Before it came, you have scratched the car. You won't say anything. How? You're a troublemaker. Are you with me? You promised to render a service for me. I pay you. You are not able to do the work. You won't say anything. You are a troublemaker. Because of you, somebody will leave the church. And that person may never go to any church again. That means that because of you, you have kicked the person out of the kingdom. That is why the Bible says, be at peace. Live in peace with other church members. I thought you were clapping. You are doing something. It comes to leadership. They call you and they are correcting you and you ask them, no. No. You are chasing somebody's beloved. They say, that girl is betrothed to somebody. Say, no. The fact that they have, he has not put ring there, so me too, I'm going, oh, no. <laughs> you know, I was talking to somebody last two weeks and he said in their church, there are a lot of troublesome Choristers. Some of them won't come for rehearsals. But on Sunday, they will dress, and then when people are climbing, they will also climb. And I said, Ah, are you the pastor? He said, Yes. I said, Ah, eh. Even some of them, I've told them not to join the choir again. I warned them. And they are still, before I realized, they'll be climbing with the people. <laughs> and I said, You are not the pastor. No, you are not the pastor. He said, they, they said, there are people who are troublesome. We like you like that. Eh? But allow the word of God. Don't be in that state. You joined the church 10 years ago. You are still in that state. The word of God is able to polish us. It's able to work on us. If you are not changing... To bear fruit of the Spirit, it means that the Word of God I've been preaching every time is not doing anything in your life. No matter the blessings you can receive, if your life does not change to bear fruit of the Spirit of God, it means that you are not walking worthy of your calling. I thought you are clapping. Everybody can become a graduate. Everybody can become a millionaire. Everybody can be a rich man. Everybody can be famous, but it's not everybody that you can see 
the fruit of the spirit from the person. One of the fruit of the spirit is gentleness. Gentleness. I'm not talking about gentleness. No. There are some people who can walk like this. But they are atomic bombs. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. Romans chapter 14 verse 19. Romans chapter 14 verse 19. Let us therefore follow after things which make for peace. Follow. Give me the GNT version of this. So then, we must always aim at those things that bring peace. We'll go back to NLT, but let's finish this one. We must aim at those things. What are the things that you focus on? Do they bring peace? Do they bring peace? If you are petty, you will never have a peaceful home. If you are petty. And you are supposed to pick me at this time. Look at the time you are coming. At least he came to pick you. If you are too petty, you will not have a peaceful life. There are some people, if even you cut off your head and put on a tree and serve them, they will not be pleased. They want you to cut your intestines and add to it. As a church member, are you that petty? And pastor was preaching, the example he gave, I know it's me that he's talking about. Who should I talk about? Ah, you have come to church, so I should talk about the cows in my hometown. Or the rebels in Libya. Do you know their names? So I'll come and say, oh, I want to talk about this, my new friend, Mahamadu Fusena. He lives in Tripoli in Libya. His family, they are very wicked. They don't feed him. Do you know him? I need to preach the word that will bless you. And that is how the spirit of, of, of the Lord is. I won't know your name, but the word will minister to you. And I know I'm talking to somebody. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Hey, Pastor, you are talking about me. Who should we talk about? <laughs> Emilia, who, who, who should we talk about? No, we have to preach relevant message. A message that will help you. You come to church, you go back, you come to church. At the end of the year, there must be a quantum leap in your work with God. And it takes preachings, teachings that instruct you to become. Last week, Dr. Tabo was talking about becoming. You must become something. Don't chase money. Don't chase fame. Become. They will chase you. Become something. And things will follow you. Don't chase after things. Become. It's because I am a pastor. That's why you have come. If I was not a pastor, I might not have met any of you. No, no, no. I will be in Germany. And when I finish, I won't come back. And I have no ministry to do. I'll be with some white people. I don't know. They go which one. <laughs> Become something. Develop your gift, musicians. If you become something, you'll be shocked that one day you'll be on a stage. Like it will be like a dream. The whole nation, Independence Square, they are doing a gospel concert and healings. We are like, hey, me, from that village, 
Look at where I'm standing. People are standing for me. People are clapping for me. Become something. Don't come to church to fight. Every service in church is a, is, is a workshop and not a PlayStation. It's a workshop. When you are coming for service, it's a workshop. You are come, we come for God to work on us. So if you come to church and something happens, what are you concentrating on? Why did you come to church? Did you come to show us your new star? Hair? Dress? Did you come to look at the latest shoe? No. You came to be edified. So when you come, there is no edification in an atmosphere of chaos. No. When you come to church, help the atmosphere to be peaceful. Because the sheep, they lie by still waters. Psalm 23. Quickly. Half 10 minutes. The Lord is my shepherd. I, I, I have. No, give me the, G, the KJV. There are some scriptures you don't change. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside chaotic waters. When the church is not growing, it's because you have chosen to be a troublemaker. Nobody wants to join a church. That is trouble. Now, assuming you are going to marry, or you are married, okay, you are not married. Bless, bless. David's watching. So you are the marketing manager. I didn't know graduates can market watch you. you let's, let's finish talking. Assuming you're going to marry, you go to your man's house. The first day you went, the brother and the sister are fighting. Cutlasses are flying. Hey! We can make cool to see how we are. If you are a troublemaker in the church, you are the reason the church is not growing. If you are a troublemaker in your community, you are the reason people from your community are not coming to church. Are you with me? Yes. You must be a peacemaker as a committed. Why the word committed? If you are committed to something, you want the progress of the thing. Yes or no? Yes. Your commitment shows that you, are, you have an interest in the thing. So if you have a great interest, you must be a peacemaker. There is no prosperity outside peace. And God does not command a blessing in a divided home. Because a divided home will not stand. Psalm 133. Anytime God has to command a blessing, it must be on the ground of unity. It must be on the ground of peace. It must be in the atmosphere of calmness. He said, behold, how good and, and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. Why are you fighting your neighbor? Maybe the person gossiped about you and you heard it. That, eh, I heard that you went to tell this person this. It's like your sister in the house. Always related like that. Always. Because we are blood related. Tell somebody we are blood related. 
Oh, tell somebody we are blood related. It's not the blood of your uncle. It's not the blood of your auntie. It's not the blood of your father. It's the blood of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us all. I thought you are giving God some praise in the house. NLT of Romans 14, 19. So then, let us aim for harmony. Say harmony. Say harmony. It means that different things coming together to make something meaningful. Different people. Different people coming together. Which tribe are you? You are Ewe. You are I can. I can. A gun. So you see, different people. They all have their weakness. The guns, you know their weakness. Wild. You people to fantasy. Mm, if you are going to marry a man with a fancy Charlie, you must know how to cook. Mm. If you go and joke. I won't, I, won't, I, won't, I won't go to some, some people. Oh, Charlie, I'll be here and they'll come and pick me away. <laughs> Did I say something? <laughs> Let us aim at harmony. When they are playing songs or when they were singing, or when they were playing the band, they were all not playing the same thing. Somebody may not behave like you, but we need the person to have harmony, to give out a beautiful something. Yeah. That is why your ears are not like your eyes. Yes. That's why your, your ears, eh, you can, that's why you can pierce your ears with earring and it is still there. Pierce your eye with earring and see. See, I mean, they want to reinvent nature. So, <laughs> you will be blind. You are not me. I am not you. But God has uniquely created us to come together to have harmony, synergy, to push his kingdom forward. There are some souls I can win, you cannot win. There are some souls you can win, I cannot win. The way some of you were bad in, in the world, bad. You should have souls you went to that jungle, that ghetto, and you brought them to Christ. I thought you were clapping. Because you got to know the Lord now, apostle, with your big Bible, when you see them, maybe we with the good church, the good church come. No, you have a grace. If God grace was able to pick you from the ghetto. That same grace will rest on you to be able to minister to people in the ghetto. If you were a womanizer, the Lord can use you to bring people who are womanizing into the church because not everybody in church who isn't womanizing. Are you with me? So it shouldn't be that somebody is out there dying in his sins. And you have discovered the truth. And you are the only one eating. Like, you know, come. SS, when you have food, you can be hiding. Every day you eat small. 
some people even hide food under the pillow. So while they are sleeping, they put their biscuit in their mouth. They won't chew. They want the saliva to make it wet. Because, because if they chew, they will catch them. So they will put it in their mouth. because you want to be abroad. <laughs> you don't want anybody to know. Don't behave like that. Don't be that kind of Christian. Sunday morning, Noah Bessia, hello, shout, amen, hallelujah, I receive it. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, then you go. Somebody needs the truth. Let us live in peace. He said, in the church, in the church. So there's a church. Every Christian must belong to a church. It shouldn't be that you wake up Sunday morning, you, do, you, you, you think you don't have anywhere going. No. Sunday morning, you must go to church. Amen. Monday morning, don't you go to work. Hello? If you are working in a corporate, Monday morning, don't you go to work. You go and form queue, you are fighting the trot-trot driver. Why? Because you are forcing to get to work early. You, you, you get angry as if the work is for your father. And there's, there's a way that people climb the throttle even when it is moving. I've missed those days. I mean, when it's coming, you, say, you can do like this and... Go, Faith. Somebody push you down. There's a skill, B. I miss those days. And then when people sit in the trotter, whether they intentionally do it too, they sit some way. Then they push you behind them. And everybody's hand is on you. Then you dance oh Jesus. People are wicked. May the Lord give you your own car. I said, may the Lord give you your own car. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering in the house. <laughs> Ephesians 4, 1 to 3. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Verse 2. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Forbearing one another. Let us bear the errors of others. Because your brothers and sisters at home, they are not correct. But you still eat with them. You still use them as your DP. Eh? Something, some of us, excuse me, say our, our siblings are disabled. We still love them. Like their are, are matter is on our heart. You come to church, a spiritually disabled member. You look down on them. You are boastful over them. You feel more important than them. Because they walked and came to church. You drove and came. Because you can speak in tongues. They cannot speak in tongues. You can pray for two hours. They, five minutes, they are yawning. I showed you a scripture on Friday. One said, come and lay hands on my daughter 
and he will come back to life. The other woman said what? And she said within herself. So whether it's within or without, the most important thing is that faith must be at work. Bear the weakness of your brother in peace because you yourself will be correct something about you is not correct let's learn to be at peace be at peace you go back home today some of you it's only God knows how your rooms look like how your houses look like where you are staying but when we close you are going back with joy because you go and meet your family and that sense of belonging is what overshadows what you see around you but why is it that when you come to church and you see the disabilities you use it against the church you use it against your member and you use it against your pastor we must be one in spirit I thought you were clapping verse 3 endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace if we cannot live together in peace who should live together in peace if you have you been to a funeral eh? a funeral a funeral where families are divided on what to do it's so pathetic you see a peaceful person's dead body there because the family is fighting the funeral is dishonored one prophet who died there was chaos family and church whatever reason I don't know but that's a man of God when there is no peace eh, beautiful things becomes ugly yeah beautiful families becomes ugly beautiful churches become ugly beautiful Christian becomes ugly beautiful destinies becomes may, may you become a peace enforcer in this church in the name, may you not form click, this one comes to tell you something, no, eh, that guy eh, we, we, we mark line if he be man, you make it cross, he go see he go see, say we did church but we to become small with some madness for in our pocket, eh you don't get any madness if you have any madness, it must be madness for Christ to go out there and win the souls of men. I thought you are clapping. My last scripture, Matthew 12, 46 to 50. If you have been blessed, give the Lord a good clap offering. I feel like preaching. While he yet talked to the people, give me the message version of this. I saw something there when I entered my office. Quickly. While he was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brother showed up. They were outside trying to get a message to him. Someone told Jesus, your mother and brothers are out here wanting to speak with you. Jesus didn't respond directly, but said, who do you think my mother and my brothers are. Everything about a man is about what he's thinking. Everything. Because what you think will determine your action. 
So a madman is walking, there's no gutter, but he will jump. Because in his mind, he has seen a gutter. So he said, what do you think? Who do you think? That is, is a very some way question. I ask you, which church do you think I'm a pastor of? You'll be shocked. Go, ah, pastor, what type of question is this? That's the meaning. Jesus looked and said, ah, who do you think my wife is? Won't you be surprised I'm asking you that question? Yeah. So Jesus is asking them, who do you think my mother and my brother? Ah, are they, it'll be them then they outside. It's, it's, when you are reading the Bible, put yourself inside and understand the scenario. You can't, Jesus, you know your mother and your brothers are outside. Why are you asking me this question? Then he said, in the 49, he then stretched out his hand towards his disciples. Look closely. These are my mother and my brothers. So, fellow brothers and sisters, whoever is seated by you on your left, right, front, back, in church, in the unity of the faith, and by on the platform of Christ Jesus, is your brother and your sister. Yes. And this one is a brother. This one is not a brother. No. You are ignorant. It's a message of demons and devils. Every church member you know is a brother and a sister. I thought you were clapping. That is why with time, you see that your pastor is no longer a pastor to you, but a father to you. What your father will be doing for you, you see that your pastor begins to do it for you. Some of you, the people that have blessed you most are not your blood brothers or sisters. I'm telling you, many people who have been great is not blood people that made them. They are people they never knew from Adam. They just connected and all of a sudden they have become brothers. A lot of good things that will happen to you will not come through your blood brothers, but they will come to you by people God sends your way. There are people in this church God has sent into your life. If you are not careful, you will miss the appointment. Divine helpers don't come with inscriptions. They come shrouded in ordinariness, but in them is the gold ore that will give the gold to your destiny. I thought you are clapping. Say, so, whoo! is my mother and who is my brother. I want you to close your eyes and pray. Next week is going to be serious. I'm going to get you deeper. I'm going to talk about the committed church member edifies others. I want you to pray in one minute. I don't know what I've said that touched your heart, but talk to God. Pray that God will help your heart. Because your same brothers and sisters will hurt you. If you are not careful, you will disconnect and you will miss your blessing. Pray. Pray that God will give you a big heart. Pray. 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. A committed church member is a peacemaker. May the Lord make you a peacemaker in this house. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. A better clap offering. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm your sister. I'm your brother. See, you are my sister and you are my brother. Celebrate God with a good clap offering. <laughs>